Happy Mother's Day! My name is Noemi Gain. And I'm Sharnika Howard. And we are sister friends. Yes, and yeah, and we are sharing a little bit about us through this Happy Mother's Day podcast. We're sharing a lot. It's for the mothers, the mothers, the aunties, the godmoms, the ones that have a tribe, that are looking for a tribe, Mm -hmm. that are open to new experiences, that are anxious and curious about life. Yeah, it's for you. But we also want you to share your perspective on what we're talking about. So we welcome you along this ride. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day! First of all, I am joined by Buffy the Body today. I mean, girl. Thanks, boo. I feel like Buffy the Body. I'm, first of all, she tried to play me, and she was like, "Do you even know who Buffy the Body is? Like, I'm not she's like so young. I'm not that young. Uh, I'll younger. Be, I'll be 34 this year. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> yes. No, yes. like legit. I be feeling like a kid still. Like so I do. Lively. I I not not gonna say that I feel like a kid, but I will say that like growing up when I saw like women in their thirties, like you know when you're eighteen, you're like I'm not, That's I'm so not gonna old. be thirty. And now I'm just like, oh, yeah. like I I feel young ish mm-hmm. until I'm around like a twenty four year old, and I'm like, what are y'all? What I don't even want to be. Like, what are you doing? Um, but I will, this was not part of what we were supposed to talk about, but it did make me think about like, so I have younger cousins and, um, I remember just the emotional like turmoil that you go through at that age. And like my older cousins would be like, girl, you don't even know nothing yet. First of all, don't say that to don't. a younger girl because it is the end of the world for them yeah. at that point. But me looking back at myself is like, girl. You were tripping. You were tripping. Of everything. And like, and of he every was, boy. He wasn't even worth he the girl. He wasn't even cute. He wasn't even cute. He could not handle the life that you have today. Like, that's that's what you want the father of your babies to be? No, well, thank listen, you. Oh, girl. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving <laughs> on. We attract differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but. And we were different women. Like, yeah. I, and one thing, I don't know if I told you this, but... Um, I remember it's so funny coming off of the heels of the conversation about style. Like I'm in a place where I finally look the way that I've always wanted to look. And like just growing up, I grew up, I'm I'm an 80s baby, but I, I hate when people are like, I'm an 80s baby. Like I was a baby in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s, you know? And um, when you think about like just beauty standards and, you know, just the way that it really affected my mental health because I didn't look like the girls that everybody wanted to be or wanted to be with, that it really messed with my my, you know, confidence in the image of myself. But looking at myself now, it's like, Girl, you body, are you happy? Yeah. Like your hair is. Slick. It's that confidence within. It's too, the confidence ladies. within. Yeah. It's the confidence within because it's like I all the girls, you know, they didn't look like me. You know what I mean? The the it girls didn't mm-hmm. look like me, but I feel like, you know, I don't really care who want me. I want me. Like Absolutely. I, I, I love the woman that I'm becoming. I after we had a conversation on a previous episode. Or I don't know which order we were on another, on, an episode. Episode, on another episode. And we were talking about like confidence and I was saying like, oh, you know, these new curves and I'm mm-hmm, trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. And I was just listening to you and like the confidence that you have about like your body mm-hmm. and the skin that you're in. 
And it was just so beautiful to hear because, especially, and to hear it out loud, mm-hmm. like, you know, and to see it and, and to know that that really is your truth because that can be really difficult for women, especially oh, yeah. as our bodies change, as our lives change. Mm-hmm. Um, good or, you know, you can, you can, you know, work out for months and see a difference in your body and still miss your old body. You know, mm-hmm, so it just, mm-hmm. it go it ebbs and flows. But yeah. it was just really beautiful to hear. And then when I got home, I'm like, that thing kind of bad. She a baddie. Like, girl. Um, and I, I hype my friends up, but I don't lie. Yes. Like, I won't say anything, <laughs> yes. but I won't lie. lie. Like, if you wear an outfit and you don't hear me say, girl, you look cute. I don't think it's cute. <laughs> ditto, ditto. But it is so important yeah. to, like, to have that in your circle. For sure. To, to see it in yourself. I, like, mm-hmm. I love that you're always, like, I'm cute. Yeah. Like, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I didn't always feel that way growing up, you know, being the little chocolate girl and people saying things like, you're so cute for a dark skin girl. I'm like, what that's does that so even wild. mean? I hate that that's a thing. Um, and now everybody want little chocolate babies. But, you know, I re- so growing up, you know, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on my outer appearance. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I, I relished in the comp- compliments about my intelligence. Mm-hmm. And so much so that, like, I remember... As I, when I started as, as a consultant mm-hmm. years ago, and uh, you know I loved to. I was that that was the time where I was like getting dressed up. And yeah, all yeah, things. yeah. And people were complimenting me on my looks, and I was just kind of offended, like no, oh, and thinking like, but yeah. I'm really smart, mm-hmm. you know, and not recognizing that like it's fine, you know, you can yeah. be both. Um, but you I sure think, can absolutely. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I just really appreciated the comments more so about intellect, just because. There was a lot of negative thoughts around my complexion. Mm-hmm. And not that I don't recall like being teased mm-hmm. um, by other children about it. I really don't remember that. But I, I knew the images in the media. I knew I didn't gotcha. see myself. Um, so I think that that really had a lot to do with, mm-hmm. you know, what I thought was uh, pretty. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you feel like this is turning into yeah. we're I thought, we're gonna get to the point of this episode in <laughs> oh, a maybe second this was the episode i was about yeah. to yeah, yeah i was about to to go to that <laughs> do you feel like let me tell you where the question is coming from and then i'll ask the question so like for me i feel like a lot of my confidence came from my mom and her sisters mm-hmm. like i and even my dad too like i never walked into a room and somebody was like "Ooh, girl that was all the time like I could be wearing a nightgown, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I know that, I don't know how intentional it was. Honestly, if y'all know my mom, it was probably just her hyping herself up. Like, look at what I created. Look at look <laughs> at my, you know what I mean? But I, what kind of helped me kind of fight like society was the people in my family, like the mm-hmm. women that I saw. So like me loving the body that I'm in right now is because I'm shaped like my aunties. You know what I mean? Like, I have the body that the women that I looked up to in my particular family looked like. Like, I feel like I look like my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, my mom in, yes. in, when she was in her 30s. So, you know, do you feel like you had that, didn't have that? How does that all kind of... Sorry, know, y'all. How does that play into you now? What I remember most vividly is, you know, I was raised by my grandmother for a large part of my, my early childhood. And what I remember most vividly are the comments around how smart I was. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean I, I it's, that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think that 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 played a large part in where I identified most of my value. Yeah. Um, 
I'm sure they thought I was beautiful, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was always that I was so smart. And I remember, you know, like, even if I, there was this one boy, Tamont. Mm. Where you at now, In huh? the second grade. <laughs> but he would tease me a little bit. Like, he might say something about, like, my clothes, but I would be like, I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. So it was, I would, that was always my comeback. Um, and... Yeah, so, but I, once I moved with my mom, now my mom was quite, to me, she was glamorous, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just so cute and yeah. so well-dressed and always in a dress mm-hmm. and just very funny, charismatic. Like, she's the one that everyone wanted to be around. And hmm, Sounds she, like somebody I know. <laughs> and she, she always had a bit of a shape. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, I'm starting to, like, own that. And, yeah. like, my grandmother was very shapely. Mm-hmm. And, um... On Easter, my mom said something like, you starting to look like Queenie Howard. And it was like the highest compliment mm-hmm. to me. And I know she was saying it because she was looking at my butt. Yeah. Um, but it was like, oh, like, yeah. I, I can love that. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to try to bring this back into what we're supposed to be talking about today. <laughs> well, I don't know because I kind of feel like this, I could talk about this with you. Okay, let's talk about it. We're raising little girls. Yeah. And... You know what? How do you want her to see her body in this? And a lot of things are like sexual, hypersexualized, very hypersexualized. And you know, I was not exposed to a lot of the things that they're seeing now mm-hmm. until like mm-hmm. close to high school. Mm-hmm. Dare I say, maybe not even until my sophomore year. So how Thank do you, you want her? Do you want? And it might change, right? Yeah. So I'm not, you know, boxing you into no, an answer, but when you think about. Like, these little girls that we're raising, do you envision her as a more free spirit with her body? Mm-hmm. Even, you know, just... Hope. I understand. It's all okay, let's, let's just throw it all out yeah. there. I, I do. Um, my mom is this free spirit, spirit, and let me just give you... And I know she wouldn't mind me sharing this, but I feel like growing up, um, my mom was raised very religiously. I mean, and she's still a very religious person. My mom is super Catholic in church all the time. You know, I think as a young kid, she actually wanted to be a nun, but she fell in love with my dad. And she's like, well, clearly, you know, that's that's what's, yeah, I'm not going to be a nun anymore. And, you know, when we're talking about um, like sexual identity and like sexual freedom, it was something that wasn't you know, it was frowned upon, really. You know what I mean? Like, if you were curious about anything, like, that's the devil. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I feel like with my mom, you know, she she was very, you know, innocent. And, you know, she saved herself from marriage and all of those things. And you would think that her kind of having the upbringing that she had, she would instill those same values with me. And her, my mom would be the first person to be like, no, you need to go out and test test and see what you like. What? Yes, Yes, my mother. Mama told you to sow your royal oats. <laughs> Can women <laughs> sow their royal oats? Oh, well, something like that. Whatever but the female I mean, version of that is. <laughs> maybe not so much to like be like yeah. what we say promiscuous, but like you don't have to save yourself for marriage if that's not something that you want to do. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, I'm not going to go into like religion too much, but I do think that, you know, you... You have to know that you're doing things for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Are you doing things out of fear? Are you doing things because somebody told you to do? Do you still have the urge to do? Like, there's just a lot mm-hmm. of, of things that kind of play into that. But I think my the biggest lesson that my mom wanted me to learn 
was that I'm in control of my own destiny when it comes to who I decide to date, who I decide to sleep with, where I decide to be. And she didn't want me to tie my identity so much to how a man views views me. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, we're thinking about heterosexual relationships. Yeah. She did not want that for me because she didn't fare well for her. So I think like for her, when she kind of entered the age and the time where you can have sex, like you're married, you have children. And I think that she felt like that there was a lot left to learn. And she wished that she had, I don't know so much if it's more experience, but I think she wished she knew a little bit more. And I think she would have been happier had she been, you know, exposed to a little bit more, opened herself to a little bit more. So I think about that a lot, you know, when I think about, I mean, I have two daughters, you know, and I have, I'll be completely honest with you, like I'm also I was a teacher and I studied educational like pedagogy. I studied, you know, psychology of children and how they are aware about their bodies. Like our daughters know what they have and what they don't have. You know what I mean? And they, they are also very curious. And I think like, you know, we, we hear about kids like being curious and touching themselves and seeing what things are. And it's like, are you that parent that's like, no, I can't even have this conversation. Right. Or are you the parent that's like, yes, this is your vagina. You can touch it, but make sure your hands are clean. Don't let anybody else touch it. Has anybody else tried to touch it? You know what I mean? Calling it the right name. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm also just a free spirit <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I feel like my kids might be like, mom, like what? <laughs> Like, I got what you got. Let's talk about it, you know? So I just think that in general, I'm very, I promote, like, freedom when it comes to, like, sexual freedom. My babies are young. Like, I don't even know. Right, right. I don't know. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I, I won't do this when they come to me, but I definitely think that by the time that conversation happens, it's not going to be something that I haven't prepared for. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I want to do is like make my daughters feel like I'm not open enough for them to come to me and ask me those things. Or if they are curious about certain things for them to feel embarrassed, you know, like I, if anything, I want them to be my ideal situations. I want my, my daughters to be like, Ma, you gonna tell Auntie Sean, y'all gonna laugh at me. Like that's that's, <laughs> that's what I want. Is. That's what I would prefer than then. for them to be like, no, I can't tell mom because mom's gonna freak out. So my experience was the complete opposite. Like mm-hmm. we did not talk about those things at all. So how did um, you learn about it? School. So your school taught you? Yeah. We um I can't remember what grade I was in, maybe the sixth grade when they started like sex education. Oh, I never paid attention to those. And, well, if it were not for that, um, that is, yeah. So my mom and my grandmother did not talk about any of those things. Um, I grew up very Christian, very mm-hmm. Baptist. So it was all about staying a virgin until mm-hmm. you got married. And there was just no discussion around it. The mm-hmm. assumption was that that's what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what you better be doing. And I wasn't doing anything yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't any conversations I... Around it, I knew not, no one said don't ask me. My mom Mm -hmm. and grandma didn't say don't ask me any questions, but I knew. Yeah. Do not ask these Mm -hmm. ladies anything about it. And, um, yeah, it wasn't until sixth grade. Um, Now, me and my mom had conversations around, like, your period, like, when that starts. But she did not say, and I know, she did not say, like, well, once you have your period, you can have a sex education class. Tell me that. wow. 
So there wasn't wow. a, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we kind of just shied away from it. And mm-hmm. even as I got older and, you know, started having yeah. sex and things like that wasn't something that talked we, we talked about. I mean, right. it was probably clear that something was mm-hmm, happening, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't discuss it at yeah. all. And I remember, and let me say this, I wasn't doing it. It was for some time I was <laughs> yeah. not doing anything. So I remember like even in high school, you know, my little boyfriend was over. We're in mm-hmm. the basement. And I have twin brothers. And one of them says to my mom, he's at the top of the steps. He can't even see us. And he's like, Ma, Sharnika's down here kissing that boy. My mother said, yeah, right. Oh, she knew. She knew. (laughs) She knew. (laughs) Well, maybe that's why they didn't have. I mean, clearly it's not a comfortable conversation. And it's not a conversation that we plan on having right right now. But I... I feel like let's push ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can cut this out, mm-hmm. but we won't. Mm-hmm. And for me, though, I love, you know, everybody's experience is beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. But I like that there was no fear. Oh, there was fear. Oh, there was. So there was fear Cause I was until scared. a certain point. Okay. There was fear until, I would say, there was fear, but there was also, like, I thought I, there was a point where I thought I was grown. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm not, my parents are not my friends. I can't. What is that? I think everybody goes through that when you're, like, mm-hmm. 14 through, mm-hmm. like, 16, 17. It's just like, my parents just don't understand. And, you know, my life is just this huge, dramatic soap opera, and it's just life. But I I think it, was, it wasn't until, like, later on in high school where, you know, my mom and I, we had to have those conversations. Like, things are clearly happening and as my mother, like you're, so you're did my you person. Watch the conversation. I think. Oh God. I'm trying to think how you're so the bold. conversation happened. A situation happened where I needed her. You know what I mean? And I needed to have like honest conversations with her. And so I think the fear was more in a like we didn't have those conversations. But once the door was open to having those conversations, mm. the conversations never stopped. Got they still it. haven't stopped. you know like to the point where now I'm uncomfortable (laughs) you know what I mean but unfortunately I think that's how it happens sometimes I think you're in a situation where you gotta have the Mm -hmm. difficult conversation and you know I I chose to trust my mom you know and I I chose to I was basically I was I was in a situation where my parents also raised me in a way that I always trusted my mom first. I, I know like in high school, like you trust your friends and you go to your friends and you figure things out from your friends. I knew that the hardest part was going to be being honest with my mom. Mm-hmm. Not that my mom will share things. Not that my mom will talk to me crazy. Not that my mom would make me feel worse. She never made me feel bad. It was, I was more concerned about disappointing her. Yeah. And I think once... You know, like even when I when I got pregnant with Emery, I wasn't married. I was I, I wasn't necessarily scared to tell my mom, but I was like, I felt like I was gonna be a disappointment. The response that she gave me is very indicative of the response that she'll that she's given me every time I talk to her was about something uncomfortable. She was so happy. She was like, I thought you had PCOS. I thought you wouldn't be able to have kids. That is such a blessing. The concept of me not being married never came up. Yeah. And when it did come up with my family members, she's like, mind your business. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I just feel like I don't know what she did because she hasn't always been that person. <laughs> you know, I was very afraid of my mom growing up, probably more because of her personality. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I will say that, like, that's always been what stopped me from talking to her. If there was ever a, a difficult conversation, it was 
disappointing her yeah. or her being disappointed in me because of what I did or you know what I mean but my mom has always been supportive and she always had my back yeah there was never ever not once been a situation where I came to her with anything and it came back to bite me in the in, in the in the butt or slap yeah. me in the face with some type of information never mm-hmm. not one time and yeah I I'm just trying to recreate that I love that. I would say my grandmother was the one that I didn't want to disappoint. My mom was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think my mom just I made feel a like lot your of, mom is mad. Yeah, cool. she's so <laughs> she is so she's way cooler than me. Mm-hmm. She's much more well rounded. Mm-hmm. My mom can party hard. Like she is all the things. Yeah. So she there was I never felt like there would be any judgment. Mm-hmm. I just felt like that there were some assumptions about me, and you have I had to live up to those. And that was more, and I think when you said the word disappointment, mm-hmm. I think that's more than, that's more so what it was than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't want to go to either of them and share something that would cause them to be disappointed in mm-hmm. me, probably because maybe, maybe I was disappointed in myself and I was mm-hmm. just projecting that. Yeah. Cause she's always been super cool. Like I could do what, she also knew her child. So yeah. like, I didn't grow up with a curfew. I could do whatever I want whenever I wanted. My right. boyfriend could come over. Because mm-hmm. clearly she knew I wasn't even giving the boy a kiss. <laughs> okay? So yeah. there were no rules and none of that. Um, but there were just certain conversations, I think, that culturally, just because of the way my mom was raised, mm-hmm. that we just didn't have. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know? Oh, for sure. And there are certain things that, like, if you were doing it, then you do that over there. But we don't, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was that. Um, and similarly, like, when I told my mom that um, my mom wasn't married when she had mm-hmm. me either, mm-hmm. Um, and so when I told her, she was so happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, over the moon. I, I mean, yeah. yes. I know. would be happy And too. I was older. You know, I was older at that time. I don't like the way you're talking about my friend. Okay. Oh, Fix okay. that. Please. Yeah. I was a bit, I was a bit more <laughs> mature, um, which I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. she was, she was very happy. Yeah. I would like to create, so I appreciate what I had. I would like what, what. A similar experience yeah. to what mm-hmm. you shared. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to create with Queenie, too. It's like we can talk about anything. Yeah. I'm just wondering. And like I said, we didn't plan on having this conversation. So I'm unpacking a lot of things now. I think a lot of I think one of the reasons why my mom and I were able to kind of have that shift in our relationship where we were able to speak openly is because even though I didn't share much about what I was doing or what I was going through, my mom had always shared a lot. So I always knew that my mom saved herself for marriage. And she never once said I had to do the same. I was raised as a good, you know, Catholic Mm -hmm. girl. So those were things that I kind of imposed on myself, like ways of living that I thought I just had to, you know, live. But, you know, when I strayed away from that, it was never any judgment. Like my mom always allowed me to be an individual. She didn't care whether or not, you know what I mean, I made all the right decisions as long as I learned from them and I didn't put any anybody in harm's way. I didn't harm myself. Like she, she never made me feel bad for making mistakes. And I think a lot of it had to do with the way that she was, she was raised in such a strict like place and I think she also noticed that like a lot of times when you're so strict on kids the minute they have a little bit of freedom they kind of like they go off and do all the things Mm -hmm. you know so like for example drinking for example like I've had alcohol before I was 21 like it wasn't I mean it could also be Caribbean you know like I did too I'm not Caribbean but I never got drunk in college. I mean, I got drunk one time in college. I've gotten drunk, like drunk, drunk twice in my entire life. 
The first time was after finals, senior year. It was my friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was it was a Morehouse a toga party. <laughs> and if you're in the AUC or you went to school in Atlanta, you mm -hmm. already know. I didn't even see them. I was that drunk. I don't know who was. I just knew. I remembered. Like, I'd never taken shots or anything. And I'm like, okay, well, it's senior year. And I just finished my last final. Like, let me. And, like, my girls used to drink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never really did it. I'm like, let me just let loose one night. <laughs> Girl, my, my college boyfriend at the time had to rip my toga off of me because it was sewed on. You know what I mean? We had like the sheets and we sewed it on to a really cute outfit. I was vomiting. It was just a really bad, you know, situation. And yeah. I never did it again. And I, even now, I don't really drink. Like mm -hmm, I might, I think the last time that I sat down and had two glasses of wine was when Emery was younger. Like I have no, I'll have half a glass. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. it's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. And I think like same way that you're like, your mom knew her daughter. Yeah. My mom knew my daughter too, mm -hmm. her daughter too. Like I'm not the irresponsible girl that's just going to be out here doing crazy things. Mm -hmm. But I did, you know, have a thing for boys. I like the boys. I like to <laughs> flirt. You know what I mean? And I just feel like once, like I said, once we kind of opened that door, like I just felt like she helped me become the woman that I'm supposed to, as far as my relationships with men. Like once we opened that up, I could go to her about any situation that I have with any little old boyfriend or situationship. Like I am maybe even too honest with my mom, <laughs> but she eats it up. Like it's like chatting with a girlfriend, you know what I mean? But she also gives me really good advice. And she, she listens to me and she speaks to me not as her daughter, but as a fellow woman just seeking guidance from somebody who has some wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, our relationship, don't get me wrong, mommy, you're crazy, <laughs> but I love you. You know what I mean? And I just, I also accept her for the woman she is. I know my mom and I are similar in some ways, but we are very not in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But she just respects me. And I think that's where it, it starts is, you know, understanding like who your kid is and recognizing the ways that y'all are different and how are you going to really, I don't know, not push, but how are you going to help guide her into finding out who her truest self is? I love, you know? I, and I love that you said like you, you, you began to just, you accept her who she, for who she is mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a lot that happens like in your childhood and you have questions and then you start to realize that these humans that were raising you were doing their absolute best with what they knew. they knew yeah mm -hmm. and that's the way I look at my mom so my grandmother raised me for a good bit and then I moved with my mom mm -hmm. so when I was living with my grandmother I only saw my mom during the summer mm -hmm. for a number of reasons mm -hmm. and at this point in my life I'm like those reasons are really none of my business anymore yeah you know like everyone did the best that they could mm -hmm. and life is good mm -hmm. and I appreciate her for who she is and, and what she is to me and Queenie mm -hmm. and, she, and she's amazing mm -hmm. like in that mm -hmm. she walks in that that grandma space mm -hmm. and in that space is my mom um, and my, my mom wasn't the with me and I think and I have my I have twin brothers mm -hmm. and she parents she parented us very differently. Right. She was a different mom both times. Completely. Mm -hmm. And with me, it wasn't really a lot of advice being given, but she would ask me a question. Did you feel we, like it was a loaded question? Yeah. yeah. But she wouldn't wait for the answer. 
So give me an example. So she would say, I don't know. Let me. I, are you are you planning to go to such and such? Hmm. But then that would force me to think, mm. oh, maybe I shouldn't mm. be doing. Okay, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Or did you do such and did you do that thing? Like you know, mm-hmm. and it was that. It was never like, mm-hmm. hey, let's and it made sit. you do the it mental made work me yourself. Do the mm-hmm. mental work. Mm-hmm. And I think a one, it was one. My mom. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. She's just hilarious, <laughs> and that lady, she knows when she don't have the answers. Yeah. So sometimes it might have been like, girl, I don't have the answer either, but mm-hmm. you better think this through. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even with college. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I was sharing in another episode, my mom didn't force me to go to. She mm-hmm. didn't. It was nothing. One day mm-hmm. I came home, I said I'm going to Morgan. She said okay. Mm-hmm. The next week I said no, I'm going to Bennett. She said okay. Mm-hmm. But then in that she's like. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. But not a, I mm-hmm. think you should do this. Yeah. Because she hadn't experienced it. Mm-hmm. I don't even think in that situation, she didn't have anything to offer per mm-hmm. se, but she knew that she wanted me to think about mm-hmm. it. And so I think it was the little nudges like that with my, mm-hmm. with my mom. My grandmother. Tell me. I mean, she was <laughs> straight up, you're not doing that. Oh, okay. And like when I was in, like at, at Bennett, I... That's when I, I started drinking before I got to Bennett. My mom knew I had a fake ID to go see Chuck Brown, right? It wasn't oh to my drink. Gosh. It was more so to go okay. see Chuck Brown, yeah, go yeah, see yeah. Settle Thoughts. And I know you now, so yeah. I'm just like, I couldn't even see you being that girl anyway. Yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that. So in college, though, I, would, I had a few more drinks. My drink was... My cousin Anita introduced me to the amaretto sour with a splash of oh, orange I juice. Oh, I love the Couldn't amaretto tell me I sour. Wasn't we were so bougie back then. <laughs> but my mom, right? My mm-hmm. mom was the one. She was just like, you know, we had a curfew. She's like, don't call me if you get caught. Mm-hmm. My friends were drinking. My mom is the one who I would call and say, hey, mom, T's really drunk. My mom would be like, well, she should probably have a beer. That's going to help settle her stomach. It worked. Oh, no, that really worked. Yeah. Got my girl together. Um, but my grandmother was the one like, I know what happens on those campuses. Mm-hmm. I never been to one, mm-hmm. but you better not be mm-hmm, doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she would say, like, Bennett was all girls. My grandmother knew that A&T was across mm-hmm. the street. Stay from across the street. That's how she mm-hmm. would talk. Stay from across the street. Mm-hmm. Focus on your lesson. <laughs> your lesson. <laughs> so it was just very, very different. Happy Mother's Day! This is so good. Yeah. So I feel like this is we're going into another episode. That yeah, it'll just be a part two of this episode. Yes, because it's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs>